Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1. My son, keep my sayings and my commands lay up with thee. This means don't forget what I'm telling you. To keep my commands and live and my law as the pupil of thine eye. These commands from Solomon to his sons are as good as the commands of the Lord because they are teaching righteousness. 3. Bind them on thy fingers, write them on the tablet of thy heart. So it's saying, inscribe these commandments on a ring and wear it on your finger, or write it on your heart. Now this could be metaphorical, or it could be like a phylactery that you tie to your upper arm. A phylactery is a little box that they would tie on their arm next to their heart. And then they would write it on a little tiny piece of paper and put that inside the box so that God's law was always near to them. So it's saying, put my commandments in that phylactery as well. For say to wisdom, my sister thou art, and cry to understanding, kinswoman. This is a personification. It's saying that you should treat understanding and wisdom as if they are your sister, a person who you cherish. 5. To preserve thee from a strange woman, from a stranger who hath made smooth her sayings. This means so that you don't fall into the arms of a prostitute who flatters you. Today, most prostitutes are on drugs or they're a victim of sex trafficking. But in today's society, you could be flattered by a woman who wants to live with you in sin so that you will help support her or a woman who wants you to commit adultery. And this goes both ways because in our society, since both men and women have incomes and work, there's a lot of women that are being preyed on by men because those men want the woman's money. Or they are preying on women on a line to get their money. 6. For at a window of my house, through my casement, I have looked out. 7. And I do see among the simple ones, I discern among the sons, a young man lacking understanding. Solomon says, I looked out my window and I saw a really stupid man out on the street. And he was a young man. 8. Passing on in the street near her corner and the way to her house he doth step. This young man was going over to the prostitute's house. 9. In the twilight, in the evening of day, in the darkness of night and blackness. This was at night time. This young man was going over to the prostitute's house. 10. And lo, a woman to meet him, a harlot's dress, and watchful of heart. 11. Noise she is, and stubborn, in her house her feet rest not. Solomon says, he's looking out the window, he sees a young stupid guy going to the harlot's house at night time. And she comes out and meets him in the street. She doesn't even have the shame or the decorum to stay in her home and let him knock at her door and go in. She comes out on the street and meets him and she's boisterous and making a big scene. She's a big-mouthed woman and she's calling out to him. So she has no class and no shame. 12. Now in an outplace, now in broad places, and near every corner she lieth in wait. She'll have sex with men even out on the street corner. She won't even stay inside. 13. And she laid hold on him and kissed him, and she hath hardened her face, and saith to him, 14. Sacrifices of peace offerings are by me. Today I have completed my vows. She's kissing him out in public where you shouldn't be kissing. And she has no conscience. 
She says, you can come in and eat some of the food I have, which is left over from the sacrifice at the temple. She said, I completed my vow to the Lord, meaning that she paid God tithe from her prostitution. That doesn't make it right, but she's a flaming hypocrite. She has no shame. What the Lord wants is for her to repent and stop prostituting. But she says, I gave God his due, 10%. Now you can eat from the offering with me. Because if it's a fellowship offering or a Thanksgiving offering, the people would take some of the offering home to eat. She's totally perverted the whole point of going to the temple. She doesn't have a repentant heart. She's justifying her prostitution by saying that she went to the temple that day and paid tithe. You know, a lot of Christians do the same thing. They want to spend money on all kinds of wickedness, but they go ahead and go to church on Sunday and give God 10%, and they say, well, God got his share. He's happy with me. And that's exactly how this woman is talking. 15. Therefore I have come forth to meet thee, to seek earnestly thy face, and I find thee. The woman was searching for her customer. If you ever met a dishonest person who wanted to take advantage of you and, and destroy your life, they were looking for you. They didn't find you on accident. They were looking for somebody who was foolish and who didn't have a purpose in Jesus Christ. Somebody who they could take full advantage of. 16. With ornamental coverings I decked my couch, carved works, cotton of Egypt. So now she's saying, I made my house really nice for you. I decorated it so that you'll enjoy being there. 17. I sprinkled my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Now, the myrrh and the cinnamon represent Jesus Christ. Myrrh represents his suffering, and cinnamon represents holiness. But she has not suffered for Christ, and she has no holiness. So for her to even use those scents in her home is hypocrisy. 18. Come, we are filled with loves till the morning. We delight ourselves in loves. 19. For the man is not in his house. He hath gone on a long journey. She could be a wife who's committing prostitution or she's a wife who's committing adultery. Either way, she says that her husband is on a business trip. 20. A bag of money he hath taken in his hand. At the day of the new moon he cometh to his house. She says her husband left with a full bag of money and he won't be back until the new moon. She's telling her customer there's no way that you'll get caught. But Solomon sees all of this out of his window, so it's not a secret. 21. She turneth him aside with the abundance of her speech, with the flattery of her lips she forceth him. The flattery forces us to comply. We get hooked by flattery because it feeds our ego what flattery does is it puffs us up like you're blowing up a balloon, and you have to keep pumping in that hot air so that it doesn't deflate. 22. He is going after her straightway, as an ox unto the slaughter he cometh, and as a fetter unto the chastisement of a fool. Solomon likens this young man to an ox going to get killed, or somebody who is fettered and going to jail. 23. Till an arrow doth split his liver, as a bird hath hastened unto a snare, and hath not known that it is for its life. When an arrow comes at you from behind and goes into your liver, it will kill you instantly. That's a deadly shot. And Solomon is saying that this man doesn't realize that he is going to die when he sleeps with that woman. 
when the Lord said that Adam and Eve would die when they ate the fruit, they didn't physically die that very day, but they spiritually died. And as soon as you commit adultery or fornication or any other sin, you spiritually die. 24. And now, ye sons, hearken to me, and give attention to sayings of my mouth. 25. Let not thy heart turn unto her ways. Do not wander in her paths. Don't follow somebody who flatters you. It starts with flattery, almost always. Or it'll start with that person doing you a favor. Like they'll give you money, or they'll give you food, or they'll buy you a pretty shirt, or they'll flatter you and tell you how wonderful and intelligent and amazing you are. That's always the beginning of a user relationship. And he's telling his sons, don't fall for it, it's a trap. 26. For many are the wounded she caused to fall and mighty are all her slain ones. Serial daters who sleep with everybody who crosses their path, they have caused many to fall. And the scammers on the internet, they've caused many to fall. Don't be their next victim. 27. The way of Sheol, her house, going down unto inner chambers of death. When you follow people like this, you are walking into the grave. Get away from these people. No relationship is worth losing your salvation and your relationship with the Lord. There will come a day when you'll wake up and you'll wish you had never met that person. So leave them now. Don't wait for that day. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 7.